All right, here we go. So, this is the Psychotic Strength Podcast. How are we looking on that? Okay, I'm going to turn this a little. Um, so, Psychotic Strength Podcast. This is Tyler Toby Townsend. This is David Nelson. All right, man. So, it's just us two today. Um, I'm assuming the guys all skipped out because of the topic. <laughs> no, so, um, so something I've been working on a lot lately is trying to be more vulnerable uh, with my partner. So it's, uh, it's definitely something that's been on my mind and we're working really hard on. So uh, we'll get to that in a second. Let's do the normal shit. Without the whiteboard up, it's kind of no, no, throwing me throwing off. Me. I hear you. Um, what do we do here? Oh, gym update. Then we hit the topic. Cool. All right, so gym update. Hit me. Uh, this week's been good. Made it Monday. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm going to do some cardio today. Okay. Um, just trying to actually implement more cardio into my routine. Uh, that's one thing I noticed. Seeing Martin, he's been doing it. He's, Fuck, he's, he's looking trim already. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's you can do the stairs and, and make a huge improvement just from that. Those stairs are fucking vicious. <laughs> Satan they, created those stairs. For sure. For sure. But I, I see the improvements he's made. He's, yeah. You know, not that he looks bad or anything. He's just... He's just looking so good, like so quickly off of it. So it's it's definitely something that uh, I want to implement. But uh, and again, I think he he was talking about last time he was here a lot of diet involved. He's starting to get back on that. Nice, uh, nice. which is uh, gonna help every right. time. But he also like you got to look at that weight gain, that straight fat and stress, right? Like he's been eating like shit. I mean, we talked about it. He's been eating like shit, and he's been crazy stressed out. So like. That weight is really easy to lose again because it's just nasty weight and your body doesn't want it. Right. So, right, right. But yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah, just that. Uh, but yeah, the, the gym's going pretty well. Definitely feeling more consistent. I have a more of a, I could feel it, you know, the, like the switch turning on where the drive to go to the gym, it's, it's a lot easier to get there right. than before. Before I felt, and I used to be very, very passionate about training. And then I got to the point where I was just like, man, this is a chore. I don't even want to be here. And then when I got there, wasn't doing a lot. But that switch is, I could feel it flipping. And I, I feel it changing other aspects of my life as well, honestly. Right. So to you're say looking, anything. You're looking pretty trim too, man. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I got, I got nothing to write home about yet. But hey, man, we can only we can only progress you one day at a time. You can see it on your so. face. Because you can see it in your belly for sure. But I feel like. Especially for men, bellies kind of come and go, right? Like they're yeah. they're so fluctuating. It depends on what I if I had cereal for breakfast or not, whether I'm bloated. Right. 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 So, but I feel like for a dude, you can really see him losing weight in his face. So you're looking for good. sure. No, yeah. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, that's that's the gym update. Yeah. All right. So for me, um, I've been more consistent. It's been hard to get back on track after this whole arm debacle thing that I thought I tore. Uh, good muscle. Instead of just scar tissue muscle. Um, so that was a relief. But now I, I didn't take two weeks off. I really just kind of... I mean, you saw me. I was in there like... I would I would do a little bit of abs and like cardio. That's really all I was doing. Because what are you, right. you going to do without an arm? Right. It was right. fucking ridiculous. So uh, I tried the safety squat bar once in there. But like he was he was like, don't do it if you can't load it yourself. Or you well, have even then, that's got to be tough. Even like holding the handles, you got to right. really... You know, well, because I was I mean, scared. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I didn't need more problems. No, no doubt. But I mean, props to you for going. Those are two weeks you could have just done absolutely nothing with. Right. But you were getting in there doing cardio, at least getting some movement. So. So he wants me back on Imams, right? <clears throat> Which I was barely getting to. 
before all this shit happened. Um, and then it, it, it's it's got a lot of my ego to do with it, is the fact that I'll start doing really good, and I'll think, okay, well, I need to push it harder. And that's what happened with my arm, is that instead of throwing the 180-pound sandbag over and doing the EMOM with it, I tried it with a 240-pounder. So going up 60 pounds in a sandbag toss is not smart, right? Which is going to cause injury, which is what happens. So right, uh, right. I just, I really got to start playing smart, man. And it's so frustrating because I have all the tools right now. I mean, Joey is he's kicking my ass with this workout and he's really staying on top of me, keeping me involved. Um, I've been having a hard time um, weighing myself and doing my blood pressure and stuff like that. So I'd probably say every other day I'm doing it. Um, I want to make excuses, but some dude was tiling my my bathroom in my in my bedroom, my master bedroom, right? So like my scales over there, dude showing up at like eight a.m. So I'm barely like getting my clothes and getting out of my room. So it just it wasn't as comfortable as it normally was. And then I lost my fucking vitamin pack. You know oh. those like packs that you uh, you can put like Monday Wednesday. Oh Friday? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that thing was helping me so much, and I fucking lost it. Um, luckily, I think there's only like a day or so in there, which still sucks, right? Because that shit's not cheap. But I was taking like 15 pills a day, right? And right. I mean, some of it's like I'm taking like Nutriburn, T3, um, Clen, like liquid and shit like that. But then like vitamin E, vitamin D, uh, vitamin B. Uh, I got a multivitamin, like just so much shit, because he's so, he's smart, dude. He's a fucking genius. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've listened to the podcast. I mean, I, I've never actually met him in person, but oh. uh, I listened to the podcast you guys did, you know, a few weeks back. So the listeners, give that a listen for sure. But right. that, yeah, that guy, you could just tell he's really dialed in. He's very, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say anything but good things. And, uh, right, and he's fucking strong. Like, like, I keep telling everybody, I feel like I'm a Pokemon. Right? Whereas, like, you got to be at a certain level to train me. Right. And that dude, he could train me anytime. Like, I mean, he's he's proven to me that... And that's that's something, like... It's not like people have to prove themselves to me, right? Right, right. But at the same time, I choose who trains me. Yeah. And if I feel like you're not succeeding in your own right, like, who the fuck are you to tell me? Right. right? Like, I'm not going to go have some Joe Schmo teach me how to box. I'm going to have a dude who's been in the ring... Right, right. Right? Like, that's what I'm going to do. Because, I mean, you want good advice, you, you go to good people doing it. People who are really doing it. Right. You know? And uh, I think you noticed that, too, when you started working out with us. Is that, like, there's a lot of experience there. So it cuts out a lot of that just garbage time you would have wasted. Yep. You yep. know? So it's, it is it is good to work out with people like that. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's kicking my ass. I'm up to, um, he finally, I talked to him, and he's like, how are the workout's going? I'm like, I can't. I can't keep up with the imam. I can't. So I get to like, I want to say four and five, and I'm dying. Like, and then I'm like three, four minutes in, and I haven't done another <laughs> set, and I'm like, fuck. But um, so I started doing more cardio after working out too, um, which is up in my stamina, which is good for a couple things. I mean, like, it's good because my imams are getting better, right? So he put me on a minute and a half instead of a minute, which I did yesterday, and it really did help. It was very helpful, just that extra 30 seconds. Because, I mean, I'm still rushing through it, but I could catch my breath at the end. Right. Whereas, like, the closer you get to that minute on the EMOMs, because it's every minute on the minute, I don't know if I said that or not, um, the less time you have to rest. 
Which is what he wants me to train, right. but at the same time, like I'm not ready for just a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's because hard. I'm like, <gasps> and then it's like beep 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 beep. I'm like fuck, and so I just pick it up and go. Like I don't know what else to do. And yeah, especially when you're really pushing yourself to that level, that's yeah. where it gets really hard. Because I mean, you could you could do it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's possible to do if like you tone everything back. You could, you know what I mean. But like to be able to have that much weight that you're working with. And try and do that. That gets really hard. Right. And, really and hard. at this point, it's really not the weight because I can lift all that. I could lift that. I could do all my sets. No problem. But at the same time, like, every minute on the minute, I can't, I can't do that. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Like, I, I, for years, I've been training, like, I do a set and for, like, sit for, like, 10, 15 minutes in between sets. So, like, this is a huge kick in my ass. But it's working. So that that's fantastic. And I can fuck right now dude it's amazing like (laughs) i'm just going after it um i'm doing this whole like slow fuck thing which is working out real nice i didn't think like you you always see porn and like you're like she wants to be fucking pounded the whole time right like but sometimes there's there's something to be said about like staring in their eyes and just letting them feel every few inches of you (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like no, but I mean, seriously, like, there's something about that where there's, like, a different connection on that level. Right. You know, and uh, and it actually makes, dude, I've never had better sex in my life. Like, it's it's fucking, it's intense, you know? It, it's definitely way different than I'm used to, but I'm fucking loving it. Um, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's just kind of like, when, when it's, it gives, at least for me in that set regard, it's like a... You do, you know, there, there's a physical ne- connection with sex, right. and you could physically have sex with... A lot of people. Uh, I mean, right. Yeah. yeah I could. But like emotionally to connect with people though, right. is, it's not the easiest thing to do. And well, when those two are synced together, it just makes for really good, good orgasms. Good Holy shit. Like it's like every single time I come is like sucking the life out of me now. You know, like I've just come in so hard. My whole body is seizing up. Like I'd like to make eye contact, but my eyes are rolling in the back of my head. I don't know what to tell you. You know, like... Sorry, but uh, yeah, dude, it, it's it's been pretty intense. Um, so so let's kind of let's go into this. Uh, I'm gonna move this so you can see it a little better. Fuck it. Um, okay, so that's what we're talking about today is uh, being vulnerable with your partner, kind of do's don'ts, um, why it's hard to do, especially. I want to say this, you know, sound misogynist or whatever the fuck you want to say, but I feel like. It's very hard for men to be vulnerable. Because when I say, okay, um, when I bring up vulnerability, what, what's like the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, if, as a male, we've been treated that vulnerability is like is kind of like a sign of weakness. Weakness, right. Yeah. So I always think, um, I'm very battle-minded, right? So when I think of a vulnerability, that's what I'm looking for. I'm, willing, I'm looking to exploit that vulnerability, that weakness, that this person has in order to win. And so I feel like that's one of the things that men look at as like being vulnerable is a weakness. And we'll we'll get into like the different types of being vulnerable. Um, But let's kind of go over this. So uh, I looked up the meaning. Uh, There's there's a couple different ways of saying it. Uh, The best way I found is being vulnerable is in a relationship means allowing your partner to know you fully. Your thoughts, feelings, challenges, weakness, taking emotional risk and exposure and uncertainty. 
So, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's pretty spot on. Um, I feel like if you're in, hopefully, like if you're in a good relationship that you do have that, it is very hard to get to that level. And I feel like, I was thinking about it on the way over, it's like, so there's relationships that you've probably been in the past, have been in the past, where it's like, if it keeps going, fine. If it ends, it ends, right. whatever. It just means you probably weren't to that level to where you were being vulnerable with that person. You have that specific connection with them, that it's a bond that uh, not too many people ever have. Right. And so, and on top of it, I mean, they be, you know, they become your family, but they're outside of family. And even then, I don't, I don't even get that close with my family. I don't talk right. about any of that kind of stuff. I, I'm family, almost so. more shut off emotionally from my family than I am from, from like my partner or my, or my uh, friends. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I choose who my partner is and who my friends are. I do not, cho- I, I didn't choose who my family is. Right. Right. And there's a lot of my family. Uh, I mean, my aunt got super pissed last time I was over and, uh, I had this big thing where I, where I was saying like, uh. So Magno is my mother's maiden name, and that's who lives mostly around here, the Magnos, right? Uh, it's Magno in Sicilian, and uh, it means great. So we are actually apparently descendants from Alexander the Great, but we don't know who. You know, it could have been one of a fucking concubine or some shit, right? Like, so I'm not saying I'm royalty. He just fucked someone and helped me along my way. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. So, so that's where I'm at with it. But, um, but at the same time, so I have this thing where so far in business, especially with real estate... I have been fucked by every Magno that I've dealt with. We're Sicilian. Um, and I, I, I feel like just saying that, Sicilian Italian, I don't know if you know, like there's a pretty close, uh, but slightly different. Uh, so Italy's the boot, Sicily's the island, the boot's kicking, right? Okay. That's how I explain okay. it. So um, a slight bit in difference in culture. So it's kind of the difference between like. Um, being Mexican and being Salvadorian, okay. right? Okay. There's slight different tones and different words, usage. Um, so, like, Italy has a lot more, like, you're going to get, like, your thicker, full all the way through sauces, and it'll be a bit more on your sweeter end, right? Where in Sicily, you're going to have more, like, chunks of tomatoes, and it's going to be a little spicier. And we do mostly sausage, whereas they're more on the, the meatball side, right? And, of course, it's going to vary wherever the fuck you're at, depending on what you want, right? Like, but, uh, but that's kind of the big differences is what I, how I explain it. And uh, so she got really upset because in business, I, I explained to her that I've been screwed, so I don't deal with Magnos. If you would like me to refer somebody to help you, I can definitely do that, but I will not deal with you again. I had a, a cousin that I showed him houses constantly. We're doing offers. He loses houses. I mean, that's how this the market was going at that time. And then... Uh, I find him this house, and then he just disappears. He doesn't sign an offer with me. He doesn't do anything. And then, like, I can't get a hold of him. A month later, I find out that he went behind my back and got a hold of the listing agent. And the listing agent took my commission off the sale to make it cheaper for them. So, like, you you took eight grand off, like, a $400,000 house. Right. To fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Eight grand over thirty years, like it's you just lost bucket, you just you know? lost a fucking good friendship right there. Like over what? Eight grand? Like it's disgusting to me. That that family acts like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I they see it, family, friends. It's always like 
I always feel like uh, maybe this is a different subject. This could be a different podcast in it itself. Right. But uh, you know, you get the friends like they always say they know somebody who can. They always want the hookup, right? They always right. want oh, like a fake scenario. Say you own a a restaurant, right? Yeah. I come to your restaurant. You know, you're just getting off the ground. Maybe who yeah. knows where you're at, but whatever. I come to your restaurant, and instead of supporting you, right. instead of buying a meal, paying for it, tipping the people that work there, people want the free meal. They want right. a free meal because they know you. And it's just like, you know, maybe that'll come down the line. But you know what I mean? It's just always like, why is it that people want to use friendships to have their own personal gain versus help benefit your friend who's right. invested time and in there's, you? And there's a lot to be said for, um, <clears throat> I think those, those type of people are very small-minded people. Uh, and they don't quite understand how that works, right? They've never run a business. They've never even thought of running a business, right? Like, so it doesn't hit their brain like that. So I'd say sometimes maybe it's not really their fault. When you blatantly go fuck somebody out of their out right. of their commission, that's a little different, right? But, right, right? but like wanting the hookup, that's kind of a constant thing. <laughs> and it, it's pretty irritating because like I tell everybody I can do a lot of the work in my own fucking house, and I, but I don't. Because first of all, this guy's a professional. Uh, he's licensed, bonded, insured, right? So, like, I know that if he fucks something up big, he's going to come back and fix it. And he has the insurance back behind him in case he fucking blows my house up, right? Right. And I pay that guy full price. I refer plumbers, electricians. I give them a lot of business with right. my clients. Not once have I asked one of them for a break on cost. They're paying their fucking bills with this money. Why in the hell should I get a break because I'm helping you out? Now, if they want to offer, that's great. But I would never ask. Right, right. Because that's their business. That's their livelihood. You should be paying full price for everything. You know, that's how this, that's how capitalism works. That's how this industrial livelihood works. For sure. And for sure. It's pretty irritating. Everybody wants like the best fucking deal. So that's the biggest problem with my family is they always want like a deal. It's like, then go to somebody who's going to give you a piece of shit product. Because right. I get paid well to do my job because I'm fucking great at it. You know? Like, so, you want a deal on, on my listing price? Like, I also split that with the other agent. Like, I shouldn't even have to explain that shit. Like, as family, you should be willing to pay the, the price of my business. Right. Because that's how much normal people pay me. Now, if I want to give you a break, that's different, right? But Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so no, I'm not she, saying uh, that people should not. And sorry, I do apologize for cutting you off. I just mean, uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. I mean, there's got to be some sort of mutual, like with, with relationships, things like that. Like uh, maybe, maybe a free meal isn't the worst example because it's, it's a kind of a drop in the bucket dollar wise. But you know what I mean, like. No, but but it, it is should a be good, like it's a good example. It should be you know two way street. If that's if like they're in a bucks. spot, if they're in a spot, they can offer it to you. They will, you know. Right. Like, and so I don't know. I've just, it's and I feel like, like that. if you have yeah. to ask, you're probably not in the position to be doing that. Right. Because if someone came to me in my restaurant and I was willing to give them a free meal, they wouldn't have to ask. Right. Right? right. But the person who does ask probably doesn't deserve it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Because you've been in my store like 30 fucking times asking for free shit. Like, you know, yeah. so that guy yeah. can fuck right off, but... Anyway, so so my big thing I was getting at was, uh, so she got really mad. I said, I don't fuck with Magnos. And she's like, but we're blood. I'm like, I don't fucking care. So, um, of course, the Townsends is my dad's last name. And uh, I, I kind of explained to her. I said, okay, so it's the same thing. I, first of all, I'm not a Magnum, I'm a Townsend. 
Right, my dad fucked that up for me, which I've been very proud to be Sicilian for a long time. Towns is not a Sicilian name. I'm I'm a fucking European whore on that side with some Indian involved. I don't know. Um, but uh, but I was I told her I said, look, I'm gonna have my own family crest made. I'm gonna have my own signet, my own fucking family ring, everything. Because you know what? Everyone that came before me on either side of my family doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to create the Townsend legacy and I'm going to push it to my children so that they can be proud of who they are. Yeah. Right? Because who fucking cares about you old school hypocrites? Because especially with these, these fucking older generation, like you want to, you want to do all the traditional values and all that other shit, but then you want to play new school when it's fucking convenient for you. So, stop being a hypocrite. You want traditional, you be traditional. You want new school, be new school. Don't be flip-flopping whatever fucking floats your boat of the day. Right? So, that's where I was at with that. So, she got really upset. She's like, oh, so you just don't want your family, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, family should earn their place in my life as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fuck with you if I don't like you. Yeah. Why would I? Why am I wasting that energy? Fucking dumb. But, um... My point with that was that was actually me opening up and being vulnerable to her as well. Because that, to me, over on it was a little bit of over-honesty. She probably didn't need to hear all that. Um, it was me venting slightly because of... So out of my family that I worked with, um, like, not a single transaction has gone through. And, like, I'd say five out of six of them screwed me in the end. You know what I mean? Whereas, right. like, one of them, it just didn't go through. Right. And that happens. Things happen. Right? right? Like, that just happens. And no hard feelings were there. But, like, if you're intentionally going out of your way to fuck me... Yeah. If you have me, like, write up an entire report... I did... <laughs> this guy, one of my cousins, had me do an entire... I got the architecture done, the engineering, the licensing ready, all this other shit for 18 lots. And he was going to build houses on them all and sell them. So two and a half weeks I spent putting this whole thing together. I talked to him again and he's like, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, like, when did you come to that decision? Yeah, when did you, you decide right that? Away? I've been working <laughs> two and a half weeks on this project. I have people ready to go. I have building teams ready to go. And now that it's real for you, now you don't want to do it? Like, then why did you fucking string me on to begin with? Right. Like, if you would thought, if you would have said, I was thinking about this, can you, like, just tell me the process? That's different than, I have the money, I want to do this, make it happen. That's a very different concept, right? So, for sure. People suck. And sometimes it's family. I'd say most of the time it's family. (laughs) Like, no, not most of the time. There's too many human beings on the planet to to put it at one thing. But, um, let's get back to being vulnerable. Um, that, that's, that's a big aspect of it. Uh, people always want you to be vulnerable, especially with family. Um, I don't think vulnerability is something that is deserved. I think it definitely. is very earned. Definitely, definitely. I would definitely pour my heart out to, like you guys are Martine, before I would to like my aunts and uncles. Right? Like, so that For that's sure. just where I'm at. Because why the fuck would I give you what I would consider ammo? Right, right. If you're willing to fuck If you don't over, know they're going to turn it on, you know, turn it right. the- Load that ammo up and point it at you. you Makes know, me like nervous. You don't want to do, yeah. And as a dude, I mean, especially with like aunts and uncles and stuff that are very traditional when they feel like it, 
being emotionally vulnerable is is a huge weakness. Men are supposed to be stoic and fucking strong. Like, but there's I feel like there's a huge difference. Like, there's a big difference in being able to be emotionally vulnerable, but being mentally stable. Yeah. Being able to handle that shit, you know, like life's not going to be okay all the time. For sure. You know, shit's going to happen to you and you should be able to talk about it because I'd say for fucking 20 years I didn't. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And it made me mad. For sure. No, that's, that's where I was going to go with it. It's, you know, being vulnerable, you know, and and it just shows the importance of having a relationship where you can be vulnerable. But being vulnerable is very important because if you're not, if you're not telling anybody or if you don't have someone to vent or disclose this with, you know, you just hold on to it and it just gets heavier and heavier on you. And, uh, I know for me, I actually was watching Instagram. Jesus, you just start scrolling through it. That happens. I know before you know it, a half hour, hour, two hours goes by. Well, anyways, it, it just came, uh, I mean, this has probably been heard before in many different ways, but professor holds a glass of water and asks the class, how heavy is the glass of water? The, you know, they start guessing, oh, eight ounces, 12 ounces, you know, 16. He's like, you know, it's not about how heavy the actual, the actual weight of the glass. It's how long I hold it. If I hold it here for a minute, just fine. You know, I can, I can do that. I hold it there for an hour. My arm's going to start aching. If I try to hold it there for a full day, you know, my arm's going to want to fall off. And so it could be something as small as eight ounces of water. But if you hold on to it for for forever or for a long period of time, it comes very burdensome and and has negative effects on you mentally. So, no, I mean... And I I appreciate that because, I mean, yeah, it could be as, as little as eight ounces of water. What happens when it's a fucking gallon? Yeah, right, exactly. And you still just do the same shit with it. Exponential, yeah. That's yeah. fucking crazy. I mean, I got a lot of shit that I've been, I'm actually going through right now that uh, that I've been bringing up and trying to be vulnerable with and really talk about. And um, it's it's killing me. I hate it. I hate talking about it. I hate going through it. I hate feeling vulnerable, right? Sure. But at the same time, like, Knowing that I can actually talk to somebody that can not just like listen to that burden, but like help me help me walk through it because I'm not gonna see the direction to walk through it. Otherwise, I would have done it. Right. Right. Because right? my way to walk through it is to get fucking mad and punch people in the mouth, <laughs> which is what I've done for fucking ever. Right. Like I'm mad inside, and I'm mostly pissed at me. Right. Like, and that's the thing too is like then we go into. Who should I actually be mad at about this? You know, like you get different traumas, different shit that's going on that that you've been through, that you've done, like, and it just fucking weighs on you. And again, the heavier the fucking glass, the the harder it's going to be to hold that up. Definitely. Not to mention how long you're going to fucking do it for. Yeah. It's, it's, it's intense, man. So, yeah. So I got this whole article thing, um... I went through a bunch of fucking articles last night, and uh, it turns out my favorite one was from Women's Health Magazine. Oh, okay. And I feel like that says a lot because I feel like, again, maybe misogynistic bullshit, but uh, I feel like women are definitely a little bit better at expressing their emotions. And so when I when I heard a lot of this, um, some of it's a little, I, I'm looking at it just like, yeah, fuck that. Right? But at the same time, like, I could see how it's going to help. Right, so we'll kind of go through it. Um, where's my fucking thing? This isn't working. 
There we go. Is it going to work on this? There we go. Okay, so, this is all from Women's Health Magazine. It's online. It's not an actual magazine. So, the word vulnerable comes from the Latin, from the Latin and means wounding. So, uh, it's not surprisingly, not surprisingly, vulnerability often has a negative association, especially in Western culture, where it's seen as the opposite of being strong. I mean, we talked about that, right? I mean, I don't know how many times, um, like, I'm looking at vulnerability, I'm thinking armor. I'm looking for a vulnerable spot in the armor to stab somebody, right? Like, that's how my brain works. Right. And so I see that as a weakness in the armor. And I feel like as men, we have to put up this emotional armor to seem like what is needed in society, which is a strong, powerful man that can protect anybody from anything. For sure. Right? So it's it's a little rough. But, uh, okay. So, but contrary, I'm just going to read it. Um, this is from... Angela Amias, um, she's a couples therapist and co-founder of The Alchemy of Love. Um, but contrary to popular, popular belief, opening yourself up to vulnerability also means opening up to the possibility of pain. And you got to be pretty strong to be willing to do that. I mean, just think about how fucking hard that is to open up. Yeah. You know, um... <laughs> Just the ability to cry, I I haven't had for like 15 years. So when my grandfather died, he told me I had to, I was crying. He's, he's super sick. He's dying. It's hospice time, right? Yeah. So I'm crying and he's like, stop crying. Don't let your family see that. You need to be strong and pull the whole family together. And so from then on, I didn't cry. And it became something I... I physically couldn't do anymore right because i turned it off and like just being able to cry i know a lot of women cry a lot but and a lot a lot of them see that as a weakness but i can't help but see how fucking strong that person is to be able to like show that emotion like that i can't do that yeah yeah and it's i mean depending on the situation too i mean it's it's flushing it out too right it's, not, it, it, it's necessary yeah I mean, it, it really is. No, I, I mean, I've seen, you know, thinking back, at it, I've seen my dad cry maybe two or three times in my life. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't a sob. It wasn't a, just, it was more of a, like a, with a barely like tear. a tears yeah. rolling down the cheeks. That's about it. And, uh, it was at my grandfather's funeral, my cousin's funeral. And not too long ago, his, his sister unfortunately passed away, but, um, those are the only times I've ever seen him cry. Right, and and, and so, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. as men we look at that and we see that as strength. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, that's hard. And it really is. You know, I mean, even to see him cry three times, he's probably ashamed of that. Probably, I've never asked him. Right. I've never made and it an issue. You're probably not gonna. No, no, it's no, not no. something you want to talk about your dad's weaknesses. You know, I, I guarantee he doesn't want to talk about it. For sure. For and it's sure. crazy that we're even there. Like, the fact that he, trying not to cry, still cried. Yeah. In public. <laughs> that's how fucking sad he was. Right. In a normal situation where crying and being vulnerable was okay, he'd be sobbing in his fucking hands. Yeah. And I always feel like, uh, maybe maybe this is a side topic on it, but it's like, it becomes much harder to show that kind of emotion. Mm-hmm. 
I think as you were kind of pointing to, and I kind of got out of it, is the more responsibilities you have. Like if you're, for example, like a head of a household, you got kids, you got your wife, you got family, but then in a situation where most people do cry, you are asked to pull the family together, which is a huge right. responsibility in itself. And you were, you were young at the time and you were being asked right. that. So it's not, you know, it's just, I, I feel like the more responsibilities that you do have, it, it, it becomes harder to be more vulnerable because you don't want to show that weakness because you got a lot to lose. Right. You know, you got a lot to lose. Yeah, being head of household, I mean, it goes back to like, uh, it's just the old head of households, you know, they're stoic, they're, they're strong. They would never be seen crying. I mean, it's just, it's just weird for me now that I'm trying to be a little emotionally vulnerable and it's, for I sure. don't like it. I'm definitely not going to say I do. Right. Cause there's a lot of shit coming up that I never <laughs> wanted to come up. Yeah. But it has for to. Sure. For sure. And to have somebody that you can even talk to about that is rare. Right. And I feel like as men, we shouldn't settle for less. Because we should be able to, if there's one person in the world you can talk to, it should be your partner. Definitely. Definitely. Because, I mean, what the fuck? Like, how are we going to be as close as we can without knowing every little thing about each other? And it's hard, right? And women are usually more willing to share, which is why, for some reason, they're seen as weak and they cry a lot and all this other shit. And it does seem like, I don't do well with crying. I don't like when people cry around me. Just don't. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's, yeah. It makes me nervous. Yeah. You know? Because, like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to pat you on the back? Or you want a hug? <laughs> like, what do you need? And a right. lot of the times I'm, I'm starting to realize that it, it's just a hug. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it makes them cry more. So just hold on until they're ready to let go. That, that's all I got. Yeah, I have that same issue. It's like, do you try to dismiss it? You know? Right. Like, a, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely an uncomfortable thing. You, I tend to, and probably not the right way to do it, is try to dismiss it. Like, I need to be better probably, especially with my partner, acknowledging when she is crying, walking her through why and all that. Whereas I try to take the approach, and this is probably the way that I've been ingrained just in general as a male, is like to try and not necessarily dismiss it, but just kind of like, We'll like kind of look past it, right, and try to move on that way versus actually dealing with it, right. And I think there's a lot for me to learn from her in that regard, right. And so. that that's what we should be doing. We should be constantly learning and growing together. It's, it's a really big thing. Um, so I'm gonna skip a little bit of this, keeping yourself closed off. Um, so okay, so here's like I think it's seven things. How can I start being more vulnerable in my relationship? Uh, I'm going to go through these with you, and we'll kind of just see what we fucking got, right? These, again, are all from Angela Myas, a couple therapists, co-founder of Alchemy of Love. I don't really know what that is, but she's co-founder of it, so it sounds important. <laughs> I don't know what it is either, but... Right. So, uh, we start with, number one, check in with yourself. Uh, all right. Cliche, but true. The most important relationship you'll ever have is the one with yourself. That's hard for me. It's, it is hard. I hate a lot of people, but there's not a single person I hate more than me. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's, it's rough, man. So how in the fuck am I supposed to do something like that? Like, I'm supposed to have a good relationship with myself? How? It's not easy. Easier said than done. Right. Um, yeah, literally, like, just last week, we had some 
professional development training. And it was kind of like, um, it was like, they basically said, they're one of their methods to kind of work with this, or at least find ways to be at peace with yourself or nicer to your inner self is that uh, for whatever your thoughts are internally, write them down and direct them at someone you truly care about and then read it out loud and see if you'd really tell them that. Ouch. And if you would, maybe that's a different issue, but most of the time... <laughs> maybe pick a different person. <laughs> <laughs> right, you son of a... Pick no. someone you care about, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But it's like... Uh, but it's basically kind of a way to like kind of like tr- flip your thoughts on, on not being so hard and mean on yourself. If you wouldn't say it to others, why tell yourself that? that you know, that's a really easier good point. Than because, I mean, there, I have said some stuff to me in my own brain that I don't think I would ever say to anybody else just because it's mean you know like, yeah. like i mean i don't know how many times i'm like one of my biggest motivations under a squat bar is good fucking kill me then if you can right kill me good yeah i probably deserve it you know what i mean <laughs> so like, i get under the 600 pounds with just the mentality of i hope this kills me right you know what i mean I mean, and my body's kind of like well, i'm intense, like man. i tell it's my really body intense. and i'm like body you're either gonna pick this up or it's gonna or it's, you're gonna die. And you know what? I don't care. Which <laughs> you know, no, like, no, no, no. It's 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 a lot to take in. That's in, it's intense. Right. But I, I get what you're saying. Though overall, is just yeah. I mean, it's it, yeah. it's it's definitely this this hard one's gonna to be, be real nice hard yourself. for me. Um, the only things I have done with this is oh, here. We'll go a little more through this one. Um, okay, so. When we have a built habit, when we have built a habit of avoiding or just bearing our emotions, we start to lose sight of how we actually feel. Um, so that's Monica, I guess, She's another counselor. Um, checking in with yourself by working with a counselor or journaling can help you deepen the level of understanding yourself with your partner. So uh, I took this class called Bold. It was for Keller Williams, uh, and it's like a super intense fucking uh, sales tactics sales tactics techniques and like just fucking motivation it's like three weeks right and one of the first things they made you do is start journaling and i'm like gay you know what i mean like what the fuck you want me to do journal man i don't want to do that what it did i still do it i'm telling you i have my journals right in that fucking drawer right there Yeah, yeah um what it did is help me understand what i'm feeling because when you have to write it out, you can't be like, I'm just fucking... Ugh. Right. You have to... Right? You can articulate your thoughts. You have, you have to, to write down out and... what it is and why. Yeah. And it's intense how much that just helps. It's really nice, man. And then you can go back and read it, too, and be like, yeah, that was dumb. Well, yeah, yeah. But that, but it gives you the opportunity to have that reflection. So. Right. So journaling, it was fucking fantastic. Uh, I think the next one, too. um, Engage in self-soothing. The act of self-soothing means that we provide comfort to ourselves in order to feel more emotionally solid or balanced, including taking a few deep breaths, repeating positive affirmations, or engaging in healthy self-talk. So uh, when I started journaling, um, one of the things I do... Here, let's whip it out. I'll show you. Right? So this is how mine look. I'll just flip to a normal page here. That's a, not a good journal page, but that's okay too. It's just a sentence, right? That shit happens. But what I have on this side, my journal's on the right. But before I journal, I write five things I'm blessed with. Um, 
then I have my 10 affirmations, and then I have my I am statements, and then I have my I am amazing at, or three things that I'm amazing. So I like that. I like that a lot. These positive affirmations really help me see like what I'm blessed for. First of all, that's me being thankful, right? Like that's me understanding like I may hate myself and I may like feel just so depressed, like I have nothing. But having to write out five things I'm blessed for really shows you like how many things you are blessed for, especially when you get to like day three of doing it. Right. You can't just keep repeating the same shit. Yeah. Right? So you right. gotta start getting creative. And you know what? I did realize that I repeat some of the things over and over and over and over and over again. Right? And and that's gonna happen. Like I'm I'm very grateful for my kids. I'm blessed to have children. That's a huge blessing that they're healthy, they're safe, they're in school, they're they're alive, right? Right. right? So I mean, and then uh, my affirmations, they those ones help me say who I want to be. I may not be these things every day, but with these affirmations, I do understand that this is who I want to be and who I'm striving to be, right? Um, yeah, my I am statements. I'm amazing. The three amazing ones. Um, a lot of the times, I'm an, I'm an amazing father. Is usually one of the first ones. And I love my kids, you know? No matter how much I want to punch them in the face sometimes, right? But of like... Of course. I feel like I got to understand that sometimes I'm so upset with them because I'm so involved. And I do fucking care, you know? I could just fucking ignore them. Yeah. And yeah. then what? Right? Like, I mean, that's, that's not the way I should be. But, um... And then I sign it, or I am Tyler Toby Townsend. I do my journal and then I sign it at the end of it. So I know that I fucking wrote this every day. And eventually, my kids will... That actually fucked me up a little bit for probably a good six months. I stopped journaling because Andrea actually told me, I like that you journal so that someday when your kids are dead, they can go back and read all that. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they're going to read that shit? Like, right, right. That's not good. Every single one of those notebooks up there, they're all journals. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, I there's like going to be an extensive, <laughs> extensive, what? maybe That's unnecessary fucking, you know, but, and then the, the self-talk. I walk into a room, I walk past this mirror every day. There's a mirror right by my door. I look at myself and I'm like, God damn it, you're sexy. Do I really believe that? No. I fucking hate me. You know what I mean? Like, I have body dysphoria for sure now. I look pretty decent. I got big arms, big traps. I'm a big dude. I got big fucking legs. Like, a lot of people find that at least decently good looking. I'm not a hideous fucking creature. But I hate me. Right. I see everything about me that's disgusting. Right? Every little zit on my face. <laughs> every fucking hair that shouldn't be there. Right? Like, so... But I say shit like that. And what it's actually done is my daughter and my son, they'll walk into a room. Like, my daughter walked into the room the other day, and she's like, wow, you're welcome. And I'm like, what? She's all, I just wanted to say you're welcome because I'm here. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. You know? Like, I, I've said that a few times, but it's funny that she's fucking saying yeah, it, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's... But, like, you know, you're welcome because you get to look at me. <laughs> right. You're so welcome. Right. You know? Like... <laughs> Sometimes even just bullshitting yourself feels fucking amazing. No, definitely, definitely does. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always one of those things. It's uh, yeah, it's easier said than done, right? Of course. And then the hard part is actually 
trying to believe it, you know, not, right. not even falsely, you know, there, there is a double-edged sword with that where you don't want to walk around and, you know, have a false sense and have a blind eye, which you really are, or things that you're doing wrong. But, you know, also it, it's also to me, it's so far, you, you don't want it to swing too far either way right. because if you let it swing, if it's too negative, it's going to cripple you. I think a lot of people, there, I think there's a lot of really talented people that can do a lot of great things, but they never do it because one, some people just don't want to actually put in the work to f just fully right. execute it. Mm -hmm. But two, I think it's not that they don't want to do the work. I think it's just that they don't believe that they can do it. Right. When really they have more talent than the next guy who's successful at it, you know? And there's plenty of people out there. I believe, I believe each individual is extremely talented at one per at, at least one thing at least one thing at right. least one thing and it takes time to find it and uh it takes i don't know failure. i just it, it does it definitely does and some and that might be a negative or a, a downfall to a lot of people is is they're just too negative on themselves right. the self-talk is what drowned them well you know i i have this big thing where uh my actually my real estate coach she keeps talking about how when i first started doing real estate First, like, two years, I was doing fucking great. But I would walk into a room, and you could feel me walk into a room. And it was not being cocky. It was being confident. Yeah. And the reason I can tell the difference is because I'm not going to bullshit you and tell you I can paint a great painting. Right. I suck at that. You know what I am good at? Fucking real estate. You know what? I, I'm, I'm fucking strong as shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things I'm fucking great at. But I will never bullshit you and tell you I'm great at something I'm not. Right. That's the big difference to me in being cocky and being confident. For sure. I know what I'm great at. And I'm great at these things. If I'm mediocre at it, I'll fucking let you know. You know? Like, I'm, I'm not going to... It's, it's an important thing to have. Not everybody has that, no? Well, I'm not going to tell you. I can tile a, a fucking... I tiled the kitchen in there. Um, it looks decent. Right, I'm not a professional. I'll fucking tell you that right now. You can tell if you really go in there and look. There's a couple wonky ones. There's a cracked one. There's all this other like. I'm decent at it. I can do it. Right. right. But again, I'm not gonna fucking tell you I'm a professional. I'm not gonna charge you for that kind of service. For sure. You know. So, uh, I. Yeah, Lily is fucking like an amazing artist, and it's it frustrates the shit out of me that she. She hate, like sometimes she like hates her own art, and like it's just like it needs to be changed. I need to do this, and she'll like completely change everything. And I'm like, dude, you are fucking amazing. You sell artwork. You're a professional. Yeah. That's what being a professional is, is. Making money at doing something. You're a professional artist. She makes fucking jewelry. She made me this necklace and shit. Like that's awesome. It's fantastic. It's just a bunch of cool shit. But there's a lot of lack of confidence there. And um, that's okay, because that shit happens, right? Uh, there's With her, there's a lot of past shit going on where people actually enforce the negativity. And um, I'm really trying to break all that shit down and build up some new confidence, right? And it's it's not easy. It's a hard path, and I don't even try and pretend that I'm good at it because I can barely do it myself. I feel like it's a lot easier for me to do it for other people than it is to do for me. Because people think that I think great of myself, where it's really... Half of that's bullshit. I fucking hate me, right? Like, so it's oh, going to constantly no. happen. No, I always, uh, I always think a lot. Uh, the late great Kobe Bryant. 
oh, you know, man, always talks it. about. Um, and it, it, it kind of follows this, but he has a, a, a approach where he uses negativity as a vehicle to thrive. Okay. And so a lot of people, like, it's, it's, it takes a very specific-minded person to be able to do that. But he, he just said, he always believed embracing the hate and using that. The hate is what fueled his, his drive, determination. But it was more of like, fuck you, I'm going to prove you wrong type deal. Right. And so, and then now that doesn't always apply in every situation in life. It's, I mean, it's more of a one-to-one in basketball. But uh, I do think it's important that not to ignore the negative thoughts completely because they are there for a reason. And they're going to steer you in the right direction. Right. But you want to use your as much positivity as possible as you're traveling through the journey of trying to, you know, kind of pivot off of um, what's been going wrong in your life. And use that positive. Yeah, just kind of use that as a vehicle. Some, you know, some people use negativity, but I don't know. I, I feel don't like know. You, but it's, you, you got to be aware. You like got to be you aware. Said, you you know? have to have a certain mindset to use that negativity. Yeah. Like, uh, like when we left. A lot of you guys use the smelling salts. I refuse because it clears your mind a little. It kind of puts but you yeah, in this state does. of primal just lift shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think I've explained it to you guys before. I lift on hatred. Right. I have to think. I have to hate something to get a good lift. And a lot of times you guys aren't seeing it, right? It's in my own fucking brain. But I lift on hatred. So if I clear my mind... Right. I'm just like it's happy, gonna, like yeah. It's gonna, like, it's gonna this lower. isn't gonna work. Yeah, you know. So I get that whole negativity part too, using it to your advantage, and it. But it does build confidence sometimes if you use it right, right? So like I use hatred to get these lifts up. Well, those lifts now make me stronger, and I can be confident in my strength. Right. So right. It, it's it's using it in the right manner for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's rough. All right, let's keep going. Okay. So these, this is where it starts to get a little rougher for me, um, where it starts getting a little cozy, I guess, if, I, if you want to say that. So schedule regular check-ins with your partner. So think penciling it in with your partner. Uh, if you think about it, it, it's ridiculous. So it's not so. In fact, she recommends scheduling 30 minutes weekly check-in with your better half. Or with your other, yeah, with your better half. I like that. Um, like, what went terrible today? Uh, what went well? Uh, giving a little glimpse into your day is the perfect practice for sharing the bigger stuff we tend to avoid. I like it because it's a great practice, like she's saying, for when you really need to talk about something that's really bugging you and really big. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're constantly being able to trust somebody with that kind of information... When the big shit comes, it's going to be second nature. Definitely. But again, scheduling check-in time with your spouse, like... <sighs> I, I, I mean, I get the idea of it. I don't know how much I would be able to apply it, but I really do like... And I don't even know if it's, you know, 1 o'clock on Sunday we're going to do right. that. You know, maybe that's a little too structured, but kind of... Uh, maybe maybe kind of go through like, hey, there's been a lot going on. Can we talk right. this day? And it doesn't have to be a strict, you know, literally every Sunday. It could just be well, so as things come up. I think or... it's kind of like uh, like how how you get good at dieting. Maybe at first you are strict. For sure. And every fucking day you know you're having to eat this and this and this. So that way later, you just eat healthy. Right. 
and it's not a big issue. So maybe being strict at first, mm. scheduling that, that in sense. weekly, will make it so that later, when you don't have to start scheduling it in, you can be like, hey, look, this really bothered me. If you want to, we can talk about it tomorrow or tonight when uh, when we have some time to ourselves. You know, so that makes sense. That makes sense because it gives you the opportunity to kind of develop that. I mean, as the article saying, it it, it you got to develop that skill. You right. know, it's it's. Not, I don't have it. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not, so it's it's not like, a thing for me. So yeah, maybe being cons- like just having consistent up front to help develop that, and maybe more one week you'll have less to talk about than others. But at least you're in the motion and being cognizant and and thinking about something to talk about throughout it's being the week. Consistent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. And it does sound a little sappy or whatever, you know, having that check-in time with your spouse, <laughs> but. You also have to think of that from both sides. Yeah. Um, I may not need it this week, but maybe she does. Yeah, yeah. You know. And and that's the thing too for us. It might be sappy for the other side. It could be. It could mean everything. You know? Right. It could be uh, a turning point in a in a specific relationship. You know where. Right. Well, now I have an opportunity where I know he's looking to hear me, and maybe you know because I, I run into that. You know, full disclosure. You know, I don't do the best with that. And so maybe I don't do a good enough job of listening to her and her, her wants and needs and things like that, which I need to get better at. Well, and it's but, sometimes it's it's the little stuff that is really bothering her that you maybe you just don't even notice. For sure. For and sure. if she that brings it up, you can change it. Yeah. You have that opportunity versus just letting it sit on her fucking mind until she hates you. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Kind of nip things in the bud and... Yeah. No, I... I like the idea of it. I right. Know. And that's, that's the thing. With a lot of this, we're going to like the idea. Whether we do it later, it's going <laughs> to yeah, be a little yeah. harder. Um, so, okay. Get out of your comfort zone is number four. That's important to talk about the hard stuff. Again, like you, if you can't do that with your partner, maybe you're with, you're with the wrong person. And it, it sucks to say that, but uh, with Andrea, I, I went through a lot of that where I opened up and was very, very vulnerable. And it got to the point where I'm like, either you've lived in a whole fucking bubble your whole life. Or you can't reciprocate this. Right. And it is, it hurt to know that I'm really trying to, to share with you. And then later, actually, later, uh, this is probably this year, um, I found out, because we're doing couples therapy, I did find out that she doesn't even remember any of it. I see. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then fuck you. <laughs> She's like, well, no, 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 just tell me again. No. Because, like, that... That killed me to say any of it. You know what I mean? And then you're just... You weren't fucking listening? Like, what? Like, I do also get the point where culturally... She's Hispanic, right? So culturally, it's almost ingrained even more um, that the man has to be powerful, strong, and and emotionless almost. Um, So maybe she wasn't listening to not lose respect for me. Because there's been actually a few things that we've talked about that I feel like she lost a lot of respect for me. Um... Yeah, so th- th- there's been that shit too. So that big shit's hard, but you got to do it. And if you can't, just maybe think about it. For sure. You know? Um, all right. Uh, when we embrace emotional or difficult conversations rather than fleeing from them, they become less scary. Uh, with practice, along with self-soothing and staying grounded in the present moment, we can slowly let our guard down and begin to have a more open and honest relationship with ourselves and others. So with this, for me, opens up... Uh, I've been married for 13 years, right? Um, it's all kind of coming to a head. And it just... 
there's never been that. Being open, being honest. I've tried really, really hard. And I've been met with that that whole thing. Whereas, like, maybe it's a cultural thing to where she doesn't want to listen, doesn't want to lose respect for me, or just feels like I shouldn't be talking about that kind of shit. Um, but what has happened is, like, it's created this not being able to talk about anything. Right. Like, I can't, like, bring up... Okay, so here's an example. And I feel like it's a good one. People may take it weird. If I'm like, hey, that girl's really pretty, we should have sex with her together. Right? Like, bringing up a threesome. That shouldn't be met with, fuck you. That should be met with, oh, interesting. So that's been on your mind. Like, tell me about what about that excites you so much. Like, and is it something you want to talk about and maybe not do? Right. Is it something that... Like, how serious are you about it? Because if we don't talk about it, what's going to happen? It's just going to sit on my fucking brain. I'm a dude. Like, I'm, I am I think very simply, right? So when I bring up something and I want to talk about it and you don't, it's not going away. Right, right. I'm just going to think about it by myself. And then it becomes almost like a taboo thing that I want to do so badly, right? But, and that's the thing, is like, that's another thing. If you were to be like, look, I understand you're kind of into that. I'm really not. You know, I don't want to do that. It's not something I feel comfortable doing. Okay. That's fine. But to just shut that shit down immediately and be like, fuck you and take offense to it and all this other shit. That's also not oh. the right way to handle it. <laughs> For sure. For sure. You know, I just, I bring that up just because, uh, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a good example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not easy to say that. I mean, I couldn't even imagine saying that in general so i mean i mean i think if i said it i would be met with probably the same exact exact thing but then you also have to be like there's also yeah you got to look at it both ways too like it's like what what's it's trying to decipher what you're really trying to say by that right because like what excites that about that well for me i'm i'm actually like uh i found out a lot about myself especially recently is that um i'm definitely a dominant Right? And uh, I'm actually a primal and pleasure dominant. So what that means is, first of all, I like that primal shit where it's just like almost angry, just fucking. Like, just has nothing to do with, you don't, you can't think, you're not doing anything, you're just fucking ravaging each other. I like that shit. And I like making her come so many times she can't fucking walk. I don't even have to come. That would do it for me. Right. You know? And so... What she maybe didn't understand is, if we were to talk about it and you're like, well, what about another dude? I mean, as long as he doesn't fuck my ass, I think we're good here. You know what I mean? Like, my point in this whole, like, threesome thing at all is to pleasure you. Right. It's not because I want to fuck two chicks. Because when you think about it, I have one penis and one good load. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't know how much I'm going to do with two women. Like... Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, no, I feel no. like you're looking at it wrong when really my, but what I was looking at is maybe we can both just like me and this other woman can just focus on you. You know what I mean? How fucking exciting would that be for somebody to lay down and who wouldn't want that much sexual attention to just lay there and be fucking worshipped. Right. For sure. Right. For sure. And so that's my thought on it. Whereas her thought would be like. You just want to have sex with other women. And I'm like, well, it's not where I'm at here with it. Like, I don't think you understand. So right. it's definitely a, a little weird, but 
again, you have to be able to be open and have those conversations. For because sure. in all honesty, a lot of guys wouldn't be up for it, but I bring in one, two, three dudes. I don't give a fuck. However many holes you got, however much you think you can handle. For sure. Right? If you're I trying mean, to fuck my ass, we're fighting. Right? right? If you win, that's you win. Hard. I don't know what to do about that part, but like, <laughs> right? So right. like, but that's the thing is like, I, I don't mind it because I'm also very pleasure mindset. Whereas like, I have sex to please my partner. I'm not having sex to come. I don't fucking care if I come. I want to have sex to get that physical connection with my partner and to have them orgasm. There's nothing more exciting for me than having her, having my partner orgasm. Right. That's what's exciting for me. So that, that was, a, that, it was huge lost in translation bullshit, you know, like it's hard. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I guess to go, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to change the subject, but no, good. to go all the way kind of back to what you're talking about where, uh, you want to make disclosure, but you also want that to be reciprocated. Right. Now I know in my situation, uh, like my fiance, she goes through a lot of stuff. She's got, you know, a, a rare medical condition. She has a hard time working. It affects her ability to be in and out of jobs. She feel it, and I, I'm, she shouldn't, but she feels like a failure. She feels like she can't do this. She can't do that. She's a hard time doing housework. She's a hard time doing all these things, and so she will be very open with me about her feelings. She tells me a lot of things, which I love. And one thing that I have always, and, and I've realized that lately I've been more reciprocating of that, which has actually been a good thing, but I've always been at the mindset that I've always tried to take it at the route of, well, you know, she's, I'm just trying to be strong for her. Right. And so I don't, if she's dealing with all this, she's not going to want to deal with your the shit I'm going through, right. you know, not that she doesn't care. I'm just, th- I'm of the mindset like, Hey, I don't want to burden you with like right. my own thoughts. And a lot of men like, are. So it's like, it's, it's hard to get over that hump. But I realize I've realized even more recently, you know, there's a lot of things like even with my work, uh, just a lot of busy things coming up. And, you know, like this last week I didn't make a, a big deadline and I've never, I've never missed a deadline and it wasn't for being lazy. It's just literally probably just a lack of experience. And so I, uh, you know, I was really bad, really hard on myself. A lot of (laughs) negative emotions, self negative talk to myself. And I actually decided to, and it's ironic that this came up, this, uh, this subject, uh, I've been more talkative with her about it, how I'm feeling and like, and I, what I've realized from that is that, it, it, she gets more of a positive feeling of building me up right. than even not knowing about it, than because even just dealing with her own things. She, when, it feels like she's have, contributing. When you like, have shit to say, right, and someone's like, it'll be okay, you're like, yeah, all right, fuck off, right? Like, like it's not, I appreciate you being nice, but like, I feel like you definitely always get a better feeling in, in telling someone else, you know what, you're going to be okay. Like, I feel like there's so much in that reciprocation, like you're talking about. It's a really big deal, and it brings in this huge connection that, like, I did the same thing forever. I would just kind of just let her listen, because I thought that's what she wanted. It is what she wants. She wants to be heard. But she also wants to understand the fact that I'm she human, wants to be too. Confident both ways. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She wants us to be an equal relationship. 
So it, it, it's weird, but it works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it definitely is weird. It's it's just a a huge shift uh, from like what I've been, you know, what we've been raised as. Right. I mean, we're, we're right around the same age, same yeah. era. So, and that's one thing. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of shit going on in society that I really fucking hate but yeah. that's a different subject but the one right. thing i do like is that there there has been a, a bit of a paradigm shift with this where it is more accepting of men to be vulnerable it is right. more accepting to show emotions and and express uh whether it's mental health i mean that's that's a big umbrella that right. i think people that's really starting to come unfolded which is a good thing um if you use it right 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 yeah it's just like yeah if you feel a lot of emotions and you're very emotional and you cry a lot and people see you as weak and all that other stuff that that doesn't make you a woman right if anything it's like uh if i see somebody i like i mean there's 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 limits to it like if i see a guy crying over the over the of how beautiful the sky is, I might like. Right. I mean, not to judge, but I mean, it's kind of a I'd silly like, example. Yeah, like, it's what the sweet, fuck, dude? dude. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, maybe just just a silly example, but like yeah. to see like a grown man cry, uh, it's kind of empowering, you know. Yeah. It really is, and it's uh, it is awkward though. It is awkward, especially if you don't know why. Right. And I mean. <laughs> Good luck getting that out of them. Yeah, you'll never yeah. get it out. But it, there's actually, you know who Andre Nicotina is? I do not. Okay, so he's a he's a Bay rapper uh, with like uh, Mac Dre. You know oh, okay, yeah, Mac Dre. Yeah, so he's Dre. in the same uh, genre and era with him, the designation oh, okay. kind of shit. But he does a song about when I first saw a grown man cry, and it it was it's super powerful. How I'll he's check that talking out. about like this dude is a straight OG. And he gets broken. And, like, it, it goes through that whole story. It, it was... I'll definitely check that out. That's what brought it up to me. It was, like, you're, like, to see a grown man cry. And I was, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. a lot of people feel that way. And, and it's crazy. Because, I mean, I know if I were to cry, I mean, I don't think my kids have ever seen me cry. Right. That might be something where they're just, like, wow, he is a person. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... Vulnerability is uh, it's a big uh, tool for relationships, and it's uh, something that's definitely earned. You got to build it. I mean, it's it, a disclosure. I mean, kind of along the same things to disclose some things that you wouldn't tell other people. You know, that's vulnerability. But you ever have that person that's just full disclosure, a little too early? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, if you ask them, you know, you don't want a fake conversation, don't get me wrong, but right. like if you ask them how their day is, like, somebody, say you walk by, you know, you walk by, and, hey, how's it going, and they stop and just fucking unload about how this, 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 and it's like, you're just, you're, you're overwhelmed yeah. by it, you yeah. know, like, so it's... Even even just, like, uh, like a friend or something that you didn't know was going through anything, and they just drop this they drop it on you. thing on you, you're like, shit, I guess, like... Can I help somehow? Like, I don't know what to do with that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's, that's, I mean, vulnerability is, it's, it's a very, uh, and not I, always, but it's a good way to, it's like a kind of a metric. I feel like you gotta you. be, you gotta, especially, I feel like as men, you gotta be careful. Definitely. I Definitely. mean, you get like, I've been pretty vulnerable with Andrea, right? And, uh, I'll be honest with you, a lot of it backfired to where, like, if we get in really big fights, she'll use some of that shit against me. And it, it hurts way more. 
Right. You know what I mean? Knowing that I, I confide in you to say something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to come out and like shove it in my face and use it as, as an example of why I am a certain way. And it's like, maybe you are right. Maybe you're right. But like, fuck you. You know, like, so you got to be careful who you're, I, I would say always do it slowly. And if it seems to be working and they're not a toxic human being, right? Like, it's great. It's good for you to do. Uh, damn, we're on four. Okay, we got three more. Okay, this is where it gets weird for me a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, not so much. Um, okay, try this vulnerability exercise. So again, Amias, uh, sit quietly back to back while focusing on breathing together with the eventual goal of synchronizing your inhalations and exhalations. This practice can feel really awkward at first, but it's a great way to practice vulnerability because it's outside of most people's comfort zones. Definitely sounds awkward. <laughs> do I want to do that? Absolutely not. But you know what I'm thinking about? How much it would mean to my partner to do something like that. Yeah. To really step out of my comfort zone, be fucking awkward, and really do something showing that I'm willing to be vulnerable like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all... I, what when you when you said that I immediately thought of, uh, and it just kind of ties into working out. When we started doing the, um, the was it the Bulgarian the split squats? Yeah. And we're like we're, we're talking about how fucking hard those things are fucking hard. Yeah. They're really hard. They're they're definitely out of the comfort zone. But it, I guess to kind of tie it in, it's just like, if it's that hard, it's something you should do. Right. That's, that's kind of your what your thoughts were. And yeah. I hundred percent wholeheartedly believe that. You're, I think you're absolutely right with that. If it's it's hard so to it might be it. something like that. If it's that hard and awkward for you to do it, maybe it's something you should be doing. Maybe you'll learn something about yourself that you never knew. Right. And if you just shut it down, it's just, maybe it's just not, you know, just cutting it off is maybe not, maybe foolish is the wrong word, but just not being open, being closed-minded about it might be worse than just giving it a shot, you know? Right. And then, and then that's the thing too, is like, you got to do it with the right partner. And yeah. then it, then it comes back on you. Like, are you being the wrong partner? Right. Right? Is she willing to do this and you're not just because of your fucking ego? Well, this is your 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 partner. You should, if you're going to feel like a fool doing something, I'd rather do it with my partner than anybody <laughs> else, right? Sure. Like, behind closed doors, sitting on our bed, like, no one's going to fuck with us? Yeah. I'll be awkward in here, sure. You know? But, like, if you're not willing to do that, I, I mean, I don't know what you're willing to do. For sure. And then this one big here, I put it in capital letters. Put the phone down to limit distractions. I don't know how many times I'm trying to have a conversation and Andrea like picks up her phone. I'm like, will you fuck off of that? Are you not listening? Oh, I'm listening to you. Okay, but I need more attention than that. That's it. That's yeah, I, I get the thing where uh, it's like it's more TV. And like she'll it's it's funny she always gets me because I try to call her out and she's fucking good and it pisses me off. <laughs> But she like uh, she's good at multitasking to where she can hear what you're saying. But like, kind of like she'll she'll either look at she'll either be like watching TV and listen to what you're saying, and not always always respond. And I'm like, where where's the response here? You know, and like she's like, oh no, I heard you. It's like I get that you heard me, but a response is. Maybe this is a little off topic, but it just made it's me think not. of that when it came in. But it's like, it's you know, maybe because... all I need is a response. Acknowledge that you heard me. Well, it's the same it's thing not... with like doing something awkward, like going back to back. Like, show me the effort. Right. I want eye contact. 
I will finish this sentence when I feel like I'm getting the attention this deserves. I feel like that's okay to say. Yeah, yeah. No, Should no. Should be. <laughs> There's you know. a few, yeah, the, the other thing that she likes to do, and it gets me going every time, is, uh, and I think she just, like, if she thinks something, she'll, she just wants to, like, put it out there so, like, you know, she doesn't, it doesn't get lost and, you know, what we're talking about or whatever, but, like, I'll be, like, mid-sentence about something and she'll interject with something that's, like, completely unrelated. And I'm like, whoa. Am I, what's going on here? But then she can recite everything and then respond to everything. So it's just something that I'm not used to, but it's just, yeah. I, I guess something to kind of contribute with Cutting this. people off's rude. <laughs> it is, it is. I see that, I mean, we have conversations in here, I don't know how many times, you're always apologizing for cutting people off. And the funny thing is, I can tell that that bugs you. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't care like, about being cut off. I just. Well, I mean, it's just more so. I know that that people. Uh, well, not only that, people don't want to be cut off. Right. In general, but yeah, no. I mean, uh, on a personal level, maybe more. But like, I also know, like, uh, like because we're doing a podcast. You know, right. I know how I listen to podcasts all the time, and I always hate the fuckers that they they'll either talk over each other, and or they won't let the other finish the thought. And then what ends up happening, and you know, it happens to me all the time. You, you get, things get interjected, it goes a different direction, and then you really kind of wanted to hear what they were yeah. talking about originally. So it's like, I try to be real cognizant of that, and uh, yeah. but also you, you got to go with the flow too. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a weird. It's a skill. Dynamic. It's a it's a it's a different definitely a skill. Yeah. Um, so, okay, being vulnerable in your relationship requires being fully present with your partner. That's again making that eye contact, getting that attention you need. Uh, listen with the intent of understanding where they're coming from rather than just waiting for your turn to talk. I've always had a really hard time with that. Because sometimes what I have on my mind, I want to come out so bad, but they want to talk first. So I don't I don't <laughs> listen as well. And it's not good for me. Or them either. Wait. Oh, there's only six. But it says seven. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, so weave more vulnerable, vulnerability moments into your day. Couples who have been together for a long time, their relationship feels routine and familiar. There's safety in the recognizable ebb and flow of your day-to-day, but that also makes it easier for couples to stick to unchanging habitual conversations and routines with their partners, leading to complacency. When working with couples to improve intimacy, I often advise... Uh, to focus on becoming more vulnerable with each other, Amaya says, uh, it can be strangely intimidating to think about trying something new with someone you've known for 30 years. One of her go-to techniques is to spend an extra 10 minutes in bed in the morning just silently looking into each other's eyes. It can be powerful and very vulnerable. The experience of connection it's this sort of simple moment of intimacy that couples find they've been missing most in their relationships. That sounds sappy as fuck. But you know what? I'm actually doing a lot of it. This, especially the staring into, into my partner's eyes. And it's, and it's actually... It's phenomenal. Like, we don't have to say anything. Nothing. We just sit there and usually we just exchange smiles back and forth. And it is, it's, it's very powerful. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's a next level connection, you know. Yeah. Because you're, you're you're looking into each other and speaking through body language and 
in the way of your thoughts and feelings and yeah no I, I I do like that I do like that and and that's that's the thing too is uh I mean a lot of this wouldn't be on my list of first things to do right right like I mean this this eye staring thing I mean we've been doing that the whole time so um, that's that's not new but. I do realize, like, uh, again, the dominant part, like the pleasure thing on that one, um, I like when she looks me in the eyes when she's coming. You know what I mean? It's becoming a very big thing for me because we do that eye connection so much and it creates such intimacy and I feel it. So I want her to just acknowledge, like, who's making her come. I'm always like, you know, like, look at, look at who's making you come right now. Right. You know, and I mean, this that sounds very sexual or whatever, but like, there's such a connection with that, that I feel like a lot of people don't quite understand. For sure. It's weird. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot because right. fortunately sex is a very taboo topic just right. in general. So, but it is, it's human nature. It's a part of relationships. It's, right. it's a huge factor in a lot, you know, like there's gotta be, there's gotta be. Chemistry, personalities, sexuality, everything, you know. Right. And so uh, to kind of blend those together, uh, I think is, is very important and powerful. Right. And, you know, uh, I was talking to her the other day, and uh, we were talking about, uh, I feel like it's idiotic, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, and that's okay. But uh, I feel like it's idiotic to not have sex before marriage. How fucking dumb. Because, it's, like... It's a big deal. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, like no. It, right. Like, what happens if one person's got a huge drive and the other person has none? Right. No, there's got to be compatibility. Right. There. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, that person with a high drive and the other person with none, that person with a high drive is going to get bored. For Fast. sure. And, you know, not to take away anybody with religious beliefs that take right. away from that, but um, from my personal opinion, it's like, yeah, there's got to be, you, you want to know what you're getting into. I mean, the... You want to know everything. For me, if I'm going to make a bond with somebody that's supposed to, I mean, it's eternal, right? Right. This is it's supposed to be an internal bond, and so if I'm going to if I'm going to make that plunge, I need to know every like as much as I can at least. Right. But that's a that's a huge aspect in a relationship. That's just that almost that completes I mean, almost. I'd say eighty percent of physical connection, for sure, is sex, and it, it and that's the thing too. It's like when you say sex, a lot of people just think about fucking dick and vagina too. Um, but you got to understand like foreplay, like just being able to lay down and make out, you know, finding someone that you're that attracted to, to be able to do that kind of shit with, to just kiss their neck, their whole body, right? Like somebody you, you feel comfortable enough doing that with. Um, again, I'm, I've never been super comfortable with my body. Um, and so someone like for people who aren't comfortable with their body, which is a good, I want to say 90% of humans. Yeah. There's yeah, something yeah. that they hate about themselves. <laughs> How long can you stand naked in front of your partner without feeling vulnerable or like feeling like you need some clothes on somewhere? Right. Like at least let me put a shirt on, right? Or something like how comfortable do you feel being naked? Because I don't right. know about you, but I know that everybody out there, I would rather be naked all fucking day than anything else. <laughs> now, if someone comes over, I'm putting clothes on. Like that'd be weird. Right. Right. But like. <laughs> I would rather be naked. Who would you rather be naked with? I want to be naked with my partner. Right. I want her to feel comfortable enough to be able to feel the same way. 
Yeah. To be comfortable to be naked in front of me. And so. No, I hear that. That's that's extremely hard. I know. Even in like my peak of peak shape, I I I was always uncomfortable. Right. I, yeah, just someone seeing me naked. Just it's just it's a lot like. So I get what you're saying to that because that's like a that's a next level, really next level kind of deal. Because that's just saying that you're willing to forego all all of your internal thoughts and 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 do it for the couple. You know, like right. it's yeah. I'm having a hard time articulating it even. It's, you know, what was really hard for me was not just the naked. The naked was hard, right? Just to be completely naked. Um, now it doesn't feel right not being naked, right? So like. I'm talking, if I'm wearing socks, I'm irritated. Like, there's something clothed here. I have nothing. My feet are fine. I need you to show you that, you know? like. But um, being soft in front of a woman, like your partner. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're going to get out of the shower, right? Yeah. But feeling comfortable enough to not have to fluff, <laughs> you know? Like, and that's the thing, too. I still, like... If she grabs my dick, I'm like, hold on, let me get this thing ready <laughs> for you, yeah. right? Like, but at the same time, I I would feel comfortable just walking around completely nude with her, soft, yeah. like not ready for sex, like just just the just how chilling. it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it that was one of the even harder things for me to do, for sure, for sure. It's the whole, the whole shower versus versus grower idea. Right. I'm definitely. I'm neither. I'm not a shore <laughs> or a grower, so I'm fucked. No, <laughs> I mean, I, we're all jokes there, aside, you know? but yeah, no, it's it's a, uh, it's uh, it's definitely definitely hard. That was a, that was actually a really big thing for me too. Was realizing like, um, why be concerned? This is my dick. You know, yeah. like it's not getting bigger, <laughs> right? right? So yeah, just yeah, yeah. just chill the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. If we have a good connection, anyways, the sex is going to be better than that fucking huge dong. And that huge dong, I've heard from quite a few women, it's not as good as people say it is. Right. Because most dudes with giant dicks fuck like shit. Because they think that they have a big dick and that's all they need to do. Whereas, like, average dudes, I'm eating that pussy. I'm licking, <laughs> I'm licking that butthole. I'm sticking a whole fist in your puss. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing everything possible to make you come a couple times before I even stick this shit in there. Because you're probably not going to feel it. <laughs> you know like no but you, you get it right yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. there has to, i feel like with dudes who are at least average you have to at least put in that effort to make sure that someone comes because you can also have a little dick and not give a shit right yeah. you know and, and and then where are you at yeah that's a rough place to be yeah i know a guy <laughs> like that i'm not gonna mention his name but uh he has a tiny penis a tiny penis and it's funny because he, we'd always be like, oh, he's always pulling such good pussy. Like, all the time, all the time, he's always pulling good pussy. And then we finally realized, like, yeah, once. Right. <laughs> you yep, know, because he's done. probably lying. Yeah. Saying he's packing something. It's like, when you're naked, bro, she's most of the time she's not going to be like, you know what, fuck that. Put that stupid little thing away. Right. You'll at least get through the She'll hit the it session once. And then that's She'll be irritated. Never coming back. Right. Yeah. You know, so um, it's funny because, yeah, he, he gets pretty good-looking girls, but once, every it, time. It made me think uh, a buddy of mine not too long ago sent this thing. It was this, it was this uh, I mean, it was supposed to be, it was a stereotypical like, Asian guy, and he did this full-on, 
like mathematic breakdown of, well, you know, I got a, a two and a half inch piece of dick, but uh, I'm getting three, <laughs> three pumps per second. But if I go for 10 minutes, you know, they're getting uh, 188,000 inches of dick versus this guy, you know, it basically breaks. It's it's absolutely hilarious because he because the bigger dick had to pull <laughs> but it's, out it's, further. It's, it's, taking, more it's time. taking more time. Yeah. And it's not as, you know, or in this case, he was saying kind of lazy and like yeah, and like he's like yeah, you know, you know it might be smaller, but I'm giving you more, you know. Right. So <laughs> that's funny because that that's I think how it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it may no. not be as big, but we're putting in a lot more effort because if anyone knows, we do. You know, like we know we're not hung as this fucking thing. And it sucks too because my buddy uh, was a porn star for a while, right? And he goes on to explain to me all the shit they do. Most of those dicks in real life are a good two to three inches smaller and a lot less thick. Jeez, that's crazy. They take a shot to the base of their cock. And so if you use this shot more than twice, you will never be able to get hard again without some sort of pill or stimulate, like something like that. Like, she could suck on your dick all day. It's not getting hard. Yeah. So, if you... But it will give you two to three inches and some girth. And you will be able to fuck all day. Which is what porn stars need. Right. So, like, it sucks because, I mean, you start watching porn and shit. I think we've had a whole discussion about the porn stuff. Like, it just sets such shit expectations. It definitely does. And now, the more women watch porn now, Mm -hmm. the more they're like... Oh well, that's not a, that's not an average size dick. No, no, this is an average size dick. Like that twelve yeah, incher. That's yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> right. And my buddy, a buddy of mine, has a huge fucking dong. Like we always used to give him shit, right? Because, you know, we'd have sleepovers or whatever. We actually he actually lived with me and my cousin for a little while. Um, he's got a huge dong, and we'd always give him shit about it. I want to say like four or five years ago, I'd always be like, "Hey, what's up, bro? How's that giant cock?" Right? Like that's how we always. Talk to him. For sure. And he's like, you know what? Let me let me just set some shit straight. This shit you sucks. <laughs> you know? He's like, e- every girl wants it. Every girl wants to suck on it. But when I go to put it in their pussy, they're scared. Like, I'm going to tear them in half. And I'm like, oh, I guess. And he's like, you know how long it takes for me to get all the way to the, to the balls? Like, four <laughs> or five sessions. And that's after convincing them to try it. Right. He's like, I have to stretch these girls out to even get it. In some ways, I feel like it's like when a millionaire tries to say they have problems, and you're like, "What? What do you mean? You're a millionaire, you know?" Like, well, well, that's the thing. Like, like, it's hard to understand. He's like, like, I "I have to have a relationship with a woman to have sex with them. Right. I can't go out and just plow a chick. Yeah. That's what he's upset about. Because I mean, you can't go to the bar, and you'll pull that chick, but she's not fucking you. Right. There's no way. And he's like, "I've never had my dick in an ass." He's like, I barely get that shit in the pussy. I'm happy with what I got, you know? Like, and I'm like, that's funny. I'm sticking it in, in every hole. She's fine with it. You know, like, it's the same as her thumb. So, whatever. I mean, you can get how it sucks, but, man, like, I think just, I mean, it's 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 ingrained in males that you, you, want, a big, you want a bigger dick, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's just, I feel like it's like that. Like, a guy with a big dick telling you about his sex problems is like a millionaire telling him, telling you how his life's bad when... Right. When you went on your end, you're like, dude, you're living this, you're living, you're doing that, right. that, that. I don't know. Maybe it's a bad example, but no, I'd much that's how I kind of see it. Everybody with <laughs> like, a big old dong like that, <laughs> right? Like, I, mean, I mean, I think he's hanging with more than I got fully erect. You know, just, I so I swear to, I think the guy's like 11 inches, Jesus Christ, and like thick, bro. And I'm like, oh Jesus God. Christ. One time, like you know, you're always showing showing off your fruit basket or whatever, right? Like being dudes, 
especially in fucking high school. This dude, one time, I'm sleeping on a waterbed at some dude's fucking house after a party. I wake up, and he's standing over me. He's like, morning! And I'm like, holy, holy, holy shit! Like, what'd you put in your pants? He's like, no, that's my dick. And I'm like, you're a fucking liar. But of course, having a giant dong, motherfucker whipped it out, yeah. it was connected. And I was like, son of a bitch. That's a baby arm holding an apple. That's what that is right there. That's some fuck that. So I'm glad you're having a sex partner now. Or I have sex problems now. So anyways. Shit, back Lucky's, to the topic. It's like your blessing is a curse. Right. That happens with everything, I guess. Uh, so okay, so signs you're afraid to be vulnerable. Uh, you get you're closed off. You get annoyed and start fights over small things easily. Uh, you can you care more about portraying a specific image to the world than being your true self and revealing your true feelings. And then you always have one foot out the door. I don't know how many dudes I know that are just like this. And you know what? I think we couldn't have that a podcast like this with them. Right. Because they'd be saying dumb shit like, yeah, fuck that. Like the whole time, right? Not being even open to the idea. I'm not telling you to go do it. For but sure. you're not even willing to talk about the idea that this might actually help. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so many men like that. For sure. One foot out the door constantly, always threatening. And unfortunately, it's like, it's not even like, I mean, I understand like this topic is a tough topic, but yeah. it's also, people tend to do that in other aspects of their life, you know, where they're just, I mean, that's how you get stuck in your ways, really, right. is just not using outside resources and or or. In this example, like for here, for this this topic itself, like I feel like I've learned a lot, a lot of techniques to to help try to further a relationship right. by being more vulnerable and how to be vulnerable because it's easy to it's easy to say you know you need to be more vulnerable. Well, what does that mean? What it, what right. is vulnerability? How do you show it? I mean, everybody thinks of just saying your deepest darkest secrets, but then you also don't just like come out of the blue and just start talking about shit randomly to. If you have a good enough relationship with your partner, they might understand, but then, but you also have to, depending on how much it is, it's like, your partner's going to be like, what, where the fuck is this coming from? If you haven't said anything ever, right? you got to assume, they, they might, they might know you well enough to pick up on things, but you know, you have to assume that they don't know anything about what you're going to tell them. Not always, but I, I mean, there, there's, depending on the topic, it's like, you don't want to also blindside your partner with right. things that like, oh yeah, I've been dealing with this for years and like. Like, I feel wait, like that's a, that's a good example because I mean, I feel like I can openly talk about anything with my partner, and it's like, uh, like any time I'm just like, you know what? I didn't want to say this, but I'm gonna because I want to be open with you. You know, like this is what bugged me about that. This is why I was a little more closed off today, tonight, or today, or whatever, than I usually am. And she's like, you know what? I did feel like you were a little more closed off. I didn't really look too into it, but I'm glad you're telling me. Right. Because I can just, sometimes all I want to hear is just, no, no, it's not like that. Yeah. From them. Right. right. And you know what? That would fix this whole fucking problem. I'm not even going to think about it again. Or I cannot say shit and overthink it all week until it explodes and then I throw <laughs> it at them in an argument. Right. right. And then what? Then they're like, but that's not how it is. Well, that's how it seemed because yeah. you've made all these unnecessary connections right you know and it's 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 very hard to be able to get to that point definitely definitely yeah 
but you got to be willing to do it. That's yep. that's what you're saying. I mean, like it's just got to got to be willing to take risks. I think uh, the comfort zone, just in general, man, is it's such a hard place to be. Like I know one of my biggest weaknesses. When it comes to indiv- talking individually with people, I can do that just fine. Groups, I can talk with groups. Um, but when it comes to like public speaking, I freeze up. Dude, I get this uncontrollable leg shake. I, I can't control it. I hate it. I hate it about myself. I know I have it, but like I'll get up there and I'll, I'll start uh, you know shaking and things like that. And I'm not, it's not even, uh, it's almost like, it's just a, something that I know that I'm not good at. And so like I even found ways like, for example, I mean, I went to uh, WSU and one of the requirements is you have to take a public speaking course. And so scared the fuck out of me. I'm like, dude, I have to do this to even graduate. Like, can I do anything else? Yeah. And I, I actually, one of my biggest kind of regrets was I was doing one and then switched it for a, like it was like an online one. Oh. And so I feel like I did myself a disservice because I felt like I cut a corner there. I felt like it's a way that I could have, maybe, I mean, who knows, maybe I got nothing out of the class. But it would have been an opportunity where you go up there and do public speaking. But I, I've really got, I really got upset with myself that I kind of, in my opinion, I kind of took the bitch way out. Yeah. I, I went, I knew that I didn't want to do it. I kind of ran from it. And because taking online, it was literally, you're not even, you weren't even being video camera. It was just speaking to 30 people who are just, watching fucking Netflix in the background, you know, or right. whatever, you know. So it's like, I don't know. I guess my point is, is that it is important, not just vulnerability, but just all aspects of life to, to try and embrace, understand your strengths, weaknesses, push towards that. And, you know, maybe your weaknesses will always be a weakness, but at least don't run from it or hide from it. Right. Try and to so, face it and make yourself a little better. Yeah. Because yeah. it may be, you're always going to have a weak spot. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's no but, no like, doubt. Do you have control over it or not? Is it affecting your life completely? You know, some shit like that. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's kind of nuts. I'm going to read this last little article just because it was something I found kind of once I was about done, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like it kind of shed a little bit of light on what we've been talking about. Um, So do women truly want men to be vulnerable? Uh, This is by, I'm going to butcher this, Chandrama Anderson. Um, okay, so here's what she has to say. I think women want men to be emotionally vulnerable. I don't think women want men to be career, financially, or physically vulnerable. Yeah. I think that is that's the a, perfect huge. way of explaining it. That's huge. Yeah. Because you can be emotionally vulnerable, and like I'm becoming very emotionally vulnerable and very open and, and all that other shit, but I will fuck you up. You know what I mean? If I have to. And I feel like that's still a necessity to, to you know, to be a part of. They don't want you physically, uh, mentally, or um, uh, physically, financially, or career. Like, career vulnerable vulnerability? That sounds like the dude who says he's an entrepreneur and really just has no fucking job. Right. Right? Or And then the financially, that sounds like the dude who just, like, couldn't pay his bills to save his life. Right. Yeah, it just I know they don't want that well, shit. For sure. But it's it's like it's a, it's just a, it's a hard thing because like as a man when you're looking for a partner, you're doing all these things. I mean, 
especially if you get married. I mean, the unfortunate, not always, but most of the time, they they have the potential to leave with half. You know, yeah. like so you're really you're extending vulnerability there. You're extending vulnerability. You know, you have that person who's going to potentially raise your kids. You know, and and it's just it is interesting that they brought that up because I I feel like that is a side of vulnerability that men do all the time, but don't get they don't get recognition for it. Yeah, because they close off emotionally more. Well, not, you know, not always, of course. No, hate to do blanket statements, but right. generally men tend to to you know turn off emotionally and things like that. But they're vulnerable in so many places where it's like. It's hard to, uh, you know, maybe it's hard to, like, kind of make it full circle where you're vulnerable in all aspects of your life. And I think that's something that could be holding me back or, or whoever back from from really getting where they want to be there, right. you know? Right. And, uh, I mean, even just the same thing as having a joint checking account where you have a job and she doesn't. Right, right. That's financial vulnerability, but at the same time, like, it's a good, uh, it's a good kind. Because it shows that you're willing... To do some shit like that, to be a full partner. Yeah, you know, it's, it's what's yours hard. is yours, or what it's everything is ours. You know, I'm not right. hiding or or you know, yeah. It's... Yeah, Andrea had a really hard time with that when she made money. She wanted to just spend it all, and then my money was for bills and everything else. And I'm like, whoa, the fuck, dude. <laughs> so what's yours is yours, and what's mine is ours. Like this is bullshit. Right, but. Um, so she goes on to say, this is a conundrum for women and for men. I feel like it is very hard for women to recognize these things that emotional vulnerability doesn't mean you're vulnerable in all these other aspects. Um, so men above all are not supposed to be weak. Vulnerability often feels weak, even though it is usually seen as courage from the outside, which I know men don't understand until you see it. Like seeing a grown man cry for sure. Right? That man feels weak as shit right now. But seeing that man feel that weak and being able to do what he's doing is empowering, like you were saying. But he doesn't see it that way. <laughs> no. You never will as the dude who's crying. No. Um, so showing vulnerability may feel perilously close, close to weakness and therefore shame uh, and therefore to be avoided. And yet, the woman asks in varying ways for him to be emotionally vulnerable with her. So guys, you're kind of stuck here. What does it mean to be emotionally vulnerable? How does that idea tug against a need to be self-contained or self-reliant? And then women, what would it mean for him to be vulnerable in any place in his life? How might that tug on your need for security and protection? And she goes, she, she finishes off by saying, by the way, there is no, there's not an answer to these questions. There are many answers and plenty of experimenting to be done. Um, so I do feel like this is just a really good example of like, as a man, right? Like, what does that mean for you to be vulnerable emotionally? Because that's where they need us to be vulnerable, but everywhere else we have to be strong. And we have to show that we're strong in all those other positions. Yeah. So what's that mean to like take that chunk out, but not the other ones, right? For sure. It's definitely not easier said, easier said than done. Uh, right. Definitely very hard. Because I, I mean, I mean, just kind of off the cuff here. It's kind of like you almost have to have a certain 
sort of armor to be able to be, uh, you know, you gotta, I don't know. I don't know if it makes any sense, but to be strong in all these places, you kind of don't want to be vulnerable in like the core. Right. You know, cause if you're vulnerable at the core, it's going to extend out, you know, I don't even know if that makes sense, but it, I'm kind of trying to articulate it, but I don't know. I heard something saying, uh, what was it? I'm sure you heard it on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And it's, uh, and it's, it's, uh, shit. I got the... <laughs> oh, uh, a weak man. Oh, God damn it. Something about being dangerous and being able to contain it is much better than being not dangerous at all. You know, there's, there's a big difference in being a real man, to me at least, and this again, blanket statement... Um, should be able to defend himself, defend others, protect, uh, provide, all this other shit. But at the same time, still be able to talk to his loved ones and pour his heart out to them. Right. Right? Be able to show love. Um, and to be able to know... So, I was talking to my partner the other day about um, when this whole arm thing happened. I didn't use my arm for two weeks. As soon as I found out it was just usable again, I walked into the room and I felt dangerous again. You know, because I may not be the best fighter or all this other shit in, in the in the fucking galaxy. I'm not. But at the same time, I, I am dangerous. I'm strong. I do have a wrestling background. I can kickbox. I'm shit at jujitsu, but I know a few moves, right? Like enough to save my life and enough to get out of some of the moves that they have. Which Right. <laughs> That's the most important thing. How many people you have any of that training? Yeah. Right? I mean I know I don't. <laughs> I know one I know I know the vulnerable spots in a human body to punch and maybe kill you. I could punch you as hard as I can in the sternum, which who the fuck blocks that? Right. And I could potentially kill it's you by breaking your ribs into your lungs. Like yeah. thirty pounds of pressure breaks the sternum. It's not a lot. It's not, right? So like <laughs> It just, it, there was a big difference in feeling that way again. Being able to walk into, like, I have, I have this big thing about being able to protect everyone around me. I want to feel like the hero in every story, right? So, I want to know if something happened, I did everything I could to help that situation. Sure. So, when I was armless, when one of my arms didn't work... I felt weak. I felt unable to do that. And so when I got my arm back, I was like, fucking bring it on. Like, I will kill you with my bare hands if I have to. You know, it just felt good to be able to be that dangerous again. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not walking around like trying to fight everybody I see. Because I, I know I have to contain that. And I know that no matter how much bloodlust is in my in my heart or brain or whatever, right? Like... That needs to be contained and released when necessary. Right. Right. Yeah. It makes me think of, uh, I mean, it's been said multiple times. I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Just, yeah. It came up recently. It's like, it's kind of like, um, at least in this, especially in this sense, it's like, it's better to be a warrior in a garden garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like. It was like the Sparta thing. Yeah. Like the 300. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, you only brought 300 men? What the fuck? And he's like, what are you, a potter, a blacksmith? Well, he's like, I see <laughs> yeah. who brought more warriors than you did. And I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Because that's like, in Sparta, like, that's what they did. Yeah. 
Like yeah. the women did everything else. The men were just trained for war. That's yeah. it. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Like, yeah. that's fucking crazy, man. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's pretty intense to, to think about some shit like that. And, and uh, just to kind of know who you are, you know, as, as, as a person and what makes you tick. Like me being physically unable would kill me. Really it, it would it would fucking obliterate me mentally. I know because... that's that's one thing that's gonna be crazy. I think, uh, you know, as we kind of progress. I mean, it's it's a kind of a joke now. Well, I don't even know if it's a joke now. I mean, the metaverse. You know, right. Facebook changed their name to Meta. Facebook, Walmart, all these Nike, all these big companies are investing in the Meta right now. It's it's gonna be that? a big thing. It's gonna be like kind of like a like a virtual world, almost, where you put a headset on and. And uh, it's literally you're living in a virtual world. Like I, items are selling, like NFTs and things can be sold. Like you could buy shoes and they're gonna have your own avatar in there and all sorts of crazy shit. Fuck that. That's the next thing. No, nope, I don't it's, want it. It's so it's so scary, man. It's uh, so scary. So uh, real life Sims. Pretty much, yeah. Fuck that. But they're saying it's gonna get good enough to where it's gonna be hard to distinguish what's real and not. That's scary. We're probably a few years away from that, but the thing about it is, uh, fuck, I, I lost my train of thought. Here we come Matrix. Yeah, yeah, we become the Matrix. But I guess what, what I was trying to say is um, that might be something that's good for people who are stuck paralyzed, you know? Right. Someone who's paralyzed, who can't move, they can, they can think and move and act freely and free their mind through it. So, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of bad things that come out of it, but... Right. I I could see that might that might be a good one. Every it is kind of a side point that it took too far, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, food's good for you, but way too much of it or the wrong food is bad for you. You know, it's just for sure. It's damn it. I'm just now. I'm again concerned for my children. Yeah. Like, what are you going to grow up doing? Like, I saw like a skit or something, and uh, I can't remember who was doing it, but uh, it was about he walks in on his daughter. And she has one of those fucking VR headsets. And she's like, I met a pregnant. And he's like, oh, yeah? And he takes the thing and he, and he goes in there and he, he's like, who is it? Is it this fucking old guy? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, that's actually a girl. It's the red robot over there. He got me met a pregnant. We met a had sex. We made love. And, like, and I'm just thinking, like, that's dumb as shit. And then now you're telling me it's real? Like, it's... Well, they they already are having like the first lawsuit from it, where what? apparently some guy like groped a groped a woman in there. This is all not really happening, but it is. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I I don't know much about the details. I just know that. Fuck! Now I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> Let's do that for the next podcast. Yeah, that might that might be a subject in itself because it's 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 a it's gonna be a scary transition, I think. But I think in our lifetime we're gonna see. Assuming things don't get crazy, but I think we're going to see some wild things. Right, and it's going to go over to uh, what's his face trying to download your whole brain. <laughs> yeah, and then what? You it won't be meta anymore. No, no. not when you download your consciousness into it. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought the Matrix might have been the most relevant or or just <laughs> factual? I don't want to say factual, but this relevant of, of all time. You know, who would have, you know? Maybe is that the future? I mean, it very well maybe. could be. They're just cogs to machines to power the machines. That's insane. 
All right. So, no, you're off topic. <laughs> we'll bring up that shit next time. Uh, I can't see well enough to see how long we've been going. But um, what are we doing? Oh, you got a shout out? Uh, I do not. I do not, actually. I, I'll, I'll start bringing shout outs. I keep, it's one thing I forget I to do. I do, too, so don't worry. I'll, I'll shout out this fucking Amias lady. What's her name? Where are you at, lady? Angela Myas, the a couples therapist and co-founder for Alchemy of Love. Um, I really appreciated her uh, her take on this whole aspect. Uh, I like I like her stuff. Is I feel like these things are easy enough to do, whether they're going to feel awkward or not. It's not like something. It's just stepping out of your comfort zone, not stepping into what I would feel is ridiculous. Right. It all sounds doable to me. So I appreciate that because I read some of the shit and it was like, uh, it was more of that like back to back shit where it's like, you like you have to sit your partner and you have to connect your third eye and like sit there for 30 minutes. I'm like, all right, you know, like show me my third eye first and make sure it's not my brown eye. Right. Doesn't count. Certain things, you know, maybe after a few of these exercises, maybe that, maybe that's the next step, but it's just. You gotta kind of work work your way to that. That's right. So. I feel like this is a good beginning level, especially for dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like I could see women as seeing this as just like, oh yeah, I could totally do all that. Yeah. But like for guys, this is these for are big me, steps. Some of this is a little terrifying, almost. Like, right. Like they're very big steps for me. Yeah. So no, no. we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, man. So we'll do that. So this is again psychotic strength. This is Tyler Toby Townsend, David Nelson. All right, man. Thanks for coming.